quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. There are so many things out of our control. The only thing you really can control is how you react. So I just keep that in mind for every part of the deal and just learn for the next one. Welcome to the best ever show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel and I'm with today's guest, Susie Sevier. Susie is joining us from Cambridge, England, She's the co-founder of Adventurous Real Estate, which focuses on value-add multifamily. Susie is also a GP on 388 units, an LP on three deals, including a short-term rental and an ATM deal. Susie, thank you so much for joining us. And how are you today? Thanks for having me. I'm so excited and I'm great. It's going to be a great episode. (laughs) You know what? I can feel your energy. It is going to be a great episode. (laughs) Susie, before we get started, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah, I'd love to do that. So I'm actually now a real estate professional. I left my W-2 in August of last year, so I'm super excited about that. My entire journey started because of COVID and the lockdowns when everything went virtual. My husband, Michael, and I just knew that we had the greatest opportunity to get into real estate. So that is what we did. And now we are still focused on multifamily assets in Oklahoma mainly because I just love Tulsa so much. (laughs) And so we are just scoping out deals there, just creating more intimate relationships with sellers, vendors, our property manager, and just having a lot of fun. All right. A lot of questions already. Cool. Did you have any real estate experience before COVID? Zero. (laughs) Listen, we're only two years past COVID. So 388 units LP on three different deals. I got to hear the story. You took great advantage of the lockdowns apparently and got busy. So I'd love to dive into that story. Tell me everything. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So with the first lockdown, everyone was sent home from work. And because Michael does wet lab research, he was home and we were like, okay, well, what are we going to do? Right. We could only leave to work out, go to the grocery store, go to pharmacy. So we decided to start a mini book club with each other. And one of those books went to the multiple streams of income by Robert Allen. And Michael read it first. And when he got to real estate investing, he's like, just skip the first section. Please just read about real estate. And from there, we found bigger pockets from bigger pockets. We found from military to millionaire. And Michael made a post in that Facebook group asking if people were investing from overseas. And really one person said yes. And that's where it exploded, right? It was like, we have to go to meetups. We have to get 459 more books. We have to go to all the conferences so that we could learn as much as we could while Zoom and just all the virtual meetups and everything were still in abundance. And really that was like ground zero. (laughs) Okay. Lockdown happened and you guys decided to do a mini book club with just the two of you. Yeah. And there was no focus on business books or fiction or nonfiction or was there? So the first book was The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. So I guess there wasn't really a pick. Michael was just like, hey, my boss gave this to me 
four years ago and I haven't read it yet. So I think right now is a good time to read it. And he did. And in the back, there's a book list and we just kept choosing more of his books because we just really liked the slight edge. It was like, wow, this makes so much sense. And if he makes it make sense, then I'm sure the books that he recommends will also make sense. <laughs> All right. And then you stumbled onto real estate. Were you looking to better your financial future? Were you proactively wanting to do something more? Yes, but we didn't necessarily know how. It was like, okay, Michael's full of ideas all of the time with entrepreneurship. So like we could come up with a gadget or do this or do that. But then really, I mean, in the stock market is huge. So many people just go to that like naturally, but immediately when we read about real estate, we were like, okay, everything else is now on a different path because we are just going to focus on this one. I love it. And how did you pick Tulsa, Oklahoma? So that is also a really good question because none of us are from there. <laughs> you're, uh, you're overseas, so you're nowhere near Tulsa. Right. So we went to a real estate conference and the main speaker had just said, if you are not putting on social media what you're doing, nobody's going to know. Your friends know you as this, your parents know you as that. So you need to let the world know that you're in real estate investing. So we did. And an old classmate of Michael's reached out and was like, hey, I have left the Air Force and I'm now wholesaling and flipping, but I've been interested in multifamily. We should chat. And immediately the like, no, and trust factor was there. So that's how we got our boots on the ground. So although he's in Oklahoma city, we knew that we liked Tulsa. Um, and so it was like, Hey, let's look there and look in Tulsa. Cause that was the only disadvantage at the time. Travel was very non-existent. So we just knew we needed boots on the ground. But with that, you know, you go through the 400 things in your mind of how do I actually choose a partner? Will they be a good partner for me? How does this all work? So having that established relationship with somebody who was already in real estate and then very, very interested in continuing made a huge difference for us. And so that's how Tulsa was chosen. (laughs) Okay. Well, you guys are still new. So how do you add value to somebody that's already experienced? Because you have nothing but book knowledge and exactly. meetup knowledge and Facebook knowledge. So with that, we actually knew that we were going to need a little more, which goes straight back to your question. So actually somebody introduced us to like a much larger syndicator in Tulsa and how we added value was this individual was thinking about creating a course and Michael has created courses in the past. So he's like, Hey, I can help you with that. The course never happened, but within that time, We had just almost kindly asked like, Hey, would you mind looking over our underwriting since we're looking in this area? Can you just tell us if we're off or not? And with that, he saw that we were coming back actually every week with more questions and he saw the growth happening. So I think that's actually how we showed value was showing that we were actually interested and had more questions and did what he actually asked because the boots on the ground it was more of like a switch, right? Like, Hey, we were going to give you all the multifamily value that you had, and you were going to be the boots on the ground in return. But like, we needed somebody bigger than that. Cause we, as some people may know, or may not know, you need somebody to help you sign on the loan, right? Cause we didn't have any experience. How are we going to do that? So when we found this individual, like this other syndicator in the area, it was really just doing what he asked. I think A lot of people take that part for granted, right? If you say that you're going to do something by your next meeting, please do it. That shows so much more about you than a lot of other features. And I have to ask the person in Oklahoma, was that Ivan? 
Vian? It wasn't. No, his it wasn't. name's Carl. Oh, okay. I'll make an email introduction. Ivan just got out of the Air Force not too long ago, is in Oklahoma, and is a syndicator. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah I'd love that. Sorry for that bad guess, but uh, okay. a, great, a great person for you to know. He was interviewed by me not too long ago, so definitely connect with him. You've almost got a great roadmap for other people to follow. In two years, you've accomplished so much, and you had no knowledge before that. So you're laying out the how-to guide for somebody to become successful in real estate. What was your first deal that you made money on? It was a 88 unit in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was $4.375 million. And it was tough. (laughs) Who found that deal? Actually, my husband did. So I guess you could say he was an organic mentor. I'm not going to say there was hold handing or anything. It was like, Hey, these are some people you can reach out to. So that's what I mean by like doing what you say you were going to do. Like we literally just put in the work to find brokers, to chat with lenders, to chat with everyone in the area. So it was through a broker. Did you raise money for this? We did. By yourself or did you partner with people who were established? Actually, all the people who brought money were new. (laughs) So that was a whole new adventure. (laughs) Okay. Did you single-handedly do it? You and your husband? Or was this... uh... There were other people who helped with the deal. So the only person though who had experience, I guess, was our sponsor, KP. My husband and I were leading the deal. We brought people, the boots on the ground, and then we brought somebody else to help and raise capital as well. So three of us raised $1.7 million total. Was this a heavy value add? I wouldn't say heavy, but it's on that scale. The whole point of it was to do renovations, add in-unit washer and dryer connections, and then the in-unit washer and dryers as well. All right. And I want to reiterate, you guys are in England and found a deal in Oklahoma. Yeah. (laughs) So so there's plenty of people here in the States that say there's no good deals. I can't find any good deals. What's your secret to finding deals in a different country? You treat the brokers like they're humans. We called them and just asked how they were doing. We kind of took notes, right? So like if they said like, oh, I'm doing this and this this weekend. Next time we called them, we asked how that went. We made it very personable because if we're doing it to better our lives, why would we not treat everybody else in the transaction? Like we want to better their lives also, right? Because they're a huge part of it. Majority of the time, yes, you can still find an off-market deal, but when brokers are involved, you need to treat them like people your property management company, all your vendors. It's just super important to us. So we just really kept that in mind. Susie, you guys raised a lot of money, 1.7 million on a $4.3 million deal. Why so much? Because of CapEx, we wanted a little bit of a contingency, but because of COVID, we knew that there could be delays. We knew that supply chain issues were coming up. So the original bids that we had from when we closed could change and they did. (laughs) So it was just little things like that. And then once we got the lender requirement repairs, once those came back in, we just knew that we had to raise more money then. That was a good foresight to know that and to raise that ahead of time. What were the returns projected to investors on this deal? I'm not going to remember them specifically. The main one I remember is the equity multiplier. So that was like 2.12 in six to seven years. And then we did an 8% preferred return. 
everything in between is squishy. (laughs) Got it. it. And what was your next deal? And how long have you owned this property? The 88 So we've had that property 14 months now. And is your goal still to sell it at the six-year mark? That's a great question. Actually, about a month ago, one of the buildings caught on fire. So we don't know (laughs) because that's just added a whole new element of fun that I didn't think I was going to experience so soon. So I don't know because when the market got so hot, we actually thought we might sell it way sooner. And then the market is still hot. And so is our property because it's on fire. So we're just like in a whole different mindset about it now, which is fine, right? Because it was a projected I guess, guess. So that's what we hoped for, but we'll have to see where the market is. We don't lock in bridge loans or anything. We really look for like that longer term debt so that we can cover any economic downturn. So if in six years, our property is back to normal, (laughs) then I'd love to do that. I do think it'll be back to normal in six years, but if the economy isn't right, then we'll hold it. But we made that very, very clear at the beginning is that that's what we were looking for. I hope you're able to overcome that quickly. Sorry to hear about that. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. When it comes to scaling your real estate business, is lack of capital holding you back? Raising private capital on demand can be a major challenge, but you can get the knowledge and tools you need to succeed when you attend Dana Cornell's four-week Raise Capital Masterclass Live. After starting out with no capital or relationships, Dana has raised over $1 billion twice in the past 20 years, and he has made it his mission to share the best of what he's learned with business owners and investors like you. You can learn more at danacornell.com forward slash best ever. Dana's Raise Capital Masterclass Live allows you to immediately unlock and raise capital on demand, drastically increasing your business's growth. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, go to danacornell.com forward slash best ever to enroll today. Are you a real estate investor looking to break into multifamily? Have you heard of MFIN Con happening in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 23rd through 25th? The Multifamily Investor Nation Convention is a place to learn from high-level apartment investing experts while networking with over 700 investors. If that's not enough for you, Shaq, yes, Shaquille O'Neal, Barbara Corcoran, Jocko Willink will be there as well. Be sure to secure your tickets at mfincon.com to find out more. VIP ticket holders can rub shoulders with these high-level speakers after their sessions. For details on sponsorship opportunities and tickets, visit mfincon.com. Use the promo code BESTEVER and get $200 off your tickets. That's mfincon.com, promo code BESTEVER. How did you lock in long-term rates? Because it seems like on value ads, the name of the game is bridge loans. So what kind of loan do you have on this property? It's a 30-year AM and a seven-year fixed rate, which seven years worked for us because of our business plan. But then after that, we had just focused on what if, because the interest rate can change, like we just bought a cap rate for it so that we did feel, I guess, a little more safe with it. But it was more just asking I think that's something that people forget about is that you really can sometimes negotiate terms because it's agency debt. And so we just asked more questions like, how can we get longer term rates? 
how does this work? Can we have more IO? If they say no, they say no. That doesn't hurt my feelings, but I'm going to try to just ask as many questions as I can. Good for you. What was your next deal? So our next deal was a hundred unit deal in a tertiary market right outside of Tulsa in this town called Pryor. It's almost like a hidden town that nobody thinks about. Cause I'm kind of sad. I'm talking about it right now, <laughs> but it was a lot of the same thing within five years. We thought we would do a 1.99 equity multiplier. We did an 8% preferred return, but that is the happiest property I think I could ever have. It really makes up for our first one. <laughs> what are the challenges with it? With the one in prior, it feels like there are no challenges. I know, which is weird to say, but so many great things have happened. I guess the biggest challenge is it's a tertiary market. So how do I word this? Cause I don't want to say we're limited with the people that live there. Cause we're not just some few fun facts about this market is that the second largest Google data center is in prior Oklahoma. So that just brings an abundance of people. There's a mid-American industrial park. The amount of different industries constantly blows my mind because it's a bridge between Arkansas and Tulsa. You have Walmart who is strategically always working with Tulsa about how to bridge the gap between the two and priors right in the middle. And so the fact that you have Walmart on your side to help bring companies into the area is fantastic. The largest inland port in America is near prior Oklahoma. I know I love this little area, but something great that happened is that while we were closing, there was an insurance claim from the previous seller about the roofs. You can't add that into the price, right? Because the insurance claim could either be rejected or approved. So after we closed, I think it took four or five months and the insurance claim was approved. So we now have brand new roofs for all of our buildings and it cost us an extra, well, not an extra, right? Cause all the roofs were paid for, but to add gutters, we paid $58,000 to add gutters, the entire properties. That is one great thing about why I just love this property so much, right? It's like, oh, cool. We got new roofs that does so many things to the value. Susie, that being said, would you consider selling your 88 unit and letting the new buyer recoup what they can from the insurance company? No, because I want to learn this process. I've never dealt with fire. I've never dealt with development. And now I get to do both at the same time. <laughs> Good. Instead of running, you're running towards the heat. Good for you. Yeah, right. I got to ask you, so you and your husband, have you quit your jobs? Both of you? I did. I quit mine in August of last year, just because we knew that me working on this pretty much all day, right? Because the time difference also does some things too, was going to be like a huge success for us. He is actually active duty Air Force. So his commitment is still for another seven years, which brings us over to Cambridge, England. So he cannot leave yet, but he will in seven years. Okay. If you had to do this without him, or he had to do this without you, do you think you would be as successful? No, because how, having two people, I literally get double the time of working on it. How important is it for somebody to have a partner in real estate? I don't even know if words can explain that feeling. <laughs> even 
from the perspective of creativity, it blows my mind, right? Because like you can have a problem and you're the only one looking at it. When you bring somebody else in, even if it brings one more idea, it was worth it, right? Because like you need that constant like back and forth. Because even when you have those conversations with your partner, more ideas spark. That in itself, I think is worth it to have somebody else working on something that you don't like makes it worth it. A partnership is extremely, extremely important with the right person. So I'm glad I chose my husband in this journey for both. (laughs) Yeah. Joe Fairless said a long time ago, if you want to scale, build a team or take on a partner at least. And for 10 years, I was a one-man shop. And it wasn't until I started taking on partners that I was able to significantly scale my business. And like you said, it's just nice being able to bounce off little things with somebody else, right? I wouldn't call somebody to ask them a simple wording question on a lease, but if you have a partner, it's easy to just constantly bounce things back and forth to get a different perspective really opens up your horizons and makes you think differently. So best ever listeners, I think it's great advice. Definitely look into having a partner and building out a team as well. It's so important. Absolutely. What's next for you? Besides the unplanned development on that hundred unit I was talking about earlier, it's on a lot of land and it's spaced out very well. So I'm actually in the process of developing two quadplexes on existing land there. So that's really the next big project besides just creating that constant relationship and keeping up with brokers and sellers, right? Or other owners, because that's the most important part in order just to get more of that deal flow, just to see if the numbers work right. Will that be part of the original deal with investors or is that a separate entity? That'll be part of the original deal. So the investors get to share in that upside. They do. And this is the fun part. So we didn't get to walk it, right? Because when we closed, it was still during COVID. So Michael and I didn't get to walk it. But when we did finally go there, it was like a breath of fresh air. It was like, whoa, you can do a lot in this space. (laughs) So even that, right? That's a great example. Even like creativity within partners, someone may not see upsides like that, that you will or vice versa. And it's phenomenal. That's a great point. You know, you talked about a lot of the rosy side of real estate, except the fire that sucked. What are the hardest challenges that you've had to deal with? I always want to start people at a hundred when I meet them, no matter who they are, there's no reason not to. So when I am explaining a property to my investors or someone, I'm very transparent. So the hardest thing I think I had to deal with is learning that Sellers sometimes aren't that way when they're trying to sell a property. So just with our first property at Harper's, there was wood rot that I never knew that I thought I would found. Just little things like that, like painting over mold on air vents. So those things have been hard. So also coming to partnerships, right? I will forever look at those things going forward. At the time, my partner didn't know to look at it. And that is okay, because that's not something I would have looked at either. So I think that's been the hardest thing is that there are so many unknowns for your very first deal. Just be prepared. (laughs) Yeah. And Susie, from your perspective on being relatively new and very successful in real estate, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? 
I'm going to have to say, be patient, pivot, don't panic. Because if you just take a deep breath, the answer will come to you. There are so many things out of our control. The only thing you really can control is how you react. So I just keep that in mind for every part of the deal and just learn for the next one, right? Like I said, I didn't know to look or press on walls, squishy walls, right? But I know that for next time, I'm not going to blame that on anyone but myself. So just call, reflect after every single investor call, after every broker call, just to be like, how can I be better for the next one? That is great advice. And that actually took me a lot of years to learn. Pivot, don't panic. Very important. Out of curiosity, why is it that so many real estate people invest in ATMs? What is the deal with that? It's literally a cash machine. <laughs> what are the returns on that? Right now, I'm getting a 24% return monthly. And the reason I wanted something like that for cash flow is that I have like an existing student loan. So like I wanted something to cover my student loan every single month that I didn't have to think about. The depreciation has also been awesome, but I think that was the one of the bigger reasons is that how high it was for cash flow and you literally are just in the deal essentially until the ATMs no longer work. So that I liked because there isn't like a whole lot of negotiation at the end like with multifamily, right? The economy can not be the greatest, or somebody could just not close on your property, even though they thought they could. And so with ATMs, I like that they just die at the end. And then I know everything is done. <laughs> what's, <laughs> like, what, what's the lifespan of an ATM machine? This deal, they have projected seven years for their prime. So it could go longer, but just for a number of reasons, they had given us seven years. Interesting. All right. Thanks for clearing that up for me. Yeah. Susie, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Woo! All right, let's do it. You're ready. Susie, what's the best ever book you recently read? So I'm going to say Principles by Ray Dalio. So I am like just super into learning way more about economics and history, all things above right now. And so I'm glad I read that one. It made me happy. Susie, what's the best ever way you like to give back? There's like two. So one is directly in Tulsa, there's this little like juicery slash restaurant that has a pay it forward wall and you can pay for other people's meals, smoothies, juices, or coffees. And so I fill up that wall every time I'm back, but then beyond that, I'm part of Junior League of London just to help other women in poverty on this side of the world. So I try to give it both ways. And Susie, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? So that's a great question. So if they go to adventurousrei.com forward slash info, you can pick your flavor of how you would like to get a hold of me. You can find Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all of the above. So I'll let you choose how you're most comfortable in reaching out. Thank you, Susie. I got to thank you again for joining us today and sharing your story. In just two short years, you've achieved a phenomenal amount of success, all attributed to you and your husband starting a mini book club back during the COVID lockdown days. So thank you for sharing all of your great tidbits of knowledge with us. Yeah, and thank you for having me on. It was so much fun. It was our pleasure. Best ever listeners, thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review. Share the podcast with someone you think can benefit from it. Also, follow, subscribe, and have a best ever day.